Anybody else encouraged uh, like I am this morning? Really, really challenging. I hope you're not done being encouraged. We do want to uh, encourage you to come back tonight. Another uh, great way to hear from some young people and servants about how God works through Project Shine. We'll encourage you with that. A couple thoughts as we uh, wind down our time this morning. Uh, I want you to raise your hand if you uh, use social media and uh, perhaps this week or the week before you have begun to see back-to-school pictures in your news feeds, okay? Akron doesn't go back until this Thursday, but other groups have, uh, other schools have begun to go back. And one of the things that is trendy on social media is uh, every fall parents will post these pictures of their children. And one of the things that I think is really neat is in the springtime, uh, you'll see a parent who on the last day of school will post the picture of the child on the last day of school, and then you'll see, maybe they'll post side by side what the child looked like on the first day of school. That's really neat because sometimes, even in one school year, it's a lot different. Now, I have something very special for you in that vein today. Uh, I put up here this morning uh, pictures from my own childhood. When I was in kindergarten, uh, I have the, the pictures from my kindergarten years from both the first day and the last day of kindergarten. Are you excited to see this? You ready? Here we go. This, friends, is a lesson about generations. My mom didn't have Facebook. I'm not sure she had a scrapbook. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't this thing where we use cameras. You, have to, you used to have to like, take a roll of film to the pharmacy and get it developed. You couldn't just take a picture and later share it with whoever you wanted to share it with on, on a screen. You, couldn't use, you didn't used to do that. But here's the one thing about, and, and listen, and you can just imagine how cute I was, right? <laughs> I remember at graduation from high school, uh, one, of the, one of my friends at high school says, she, she points to the, the pictures of me when I was younger and we had the poster board or whatever. She's like, oh, wow, you were really cute. And she looked at me and she goes, what happened? <laughs> I was like, so anyway, you can imagine the cute kid and, and the first day of school and the last day of school, but what's the one thing you know is going to happen? You know they're going to change. Right? You know something is going to happen, and what I want to share with you today, this is the truth about missions. We know that people are going to change. We know that God is going to work. I didn't go back today and do Genesis 12, 1 through 3, because I didn't think we had heard it enough. I just couldn't get my mind out of where we've been. God is communicating amazing things in Genesis 12, and he, he comes to Abram, and the, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred. And what, verse 2, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And then verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. God makes promises that are sure. And we even see that not only just that nation, but all families on earth, all the people on earth will be blessed. And so the root, we see the root of Christian missions clear back in Genesis 12, not just limited to the people of Israel, but for the world. And so we know those promises are sure. We know that God is going to work. We know that lives are going to change when we, when we do missions, when we share God's word. It, it, maybe you're thinking like I am about Acts 1.8, and Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. God will do things. He, he will allow us to be involved 
in that mission. I want us to see and, and remember from Abram's story here that, that God chooses to use people. Uh, before this, we see the purposes that God has for Adam and Eve. Uh, in Genesis earlier, we saw that. And, and we see God's purposes for Noah and his family. And, and despite difficulty and wickedness and turmoil and disobedience, God uses people. He doesn't just make a plan and execute the plan, and all of the people just stand there and watch and go, wow, isn't God really neat? No, God uses the people. He, he gets them involved. He tells Abram, even in these verses, I will make of you a great nation. The command was to go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land. I will show you. Go, get involved, and, and, and do that. He comes directly and speaks directly to him. And what happened is Abram had to separate from his family. He had wickedness in his family background. He, like many Bible characters, would have had every excuse in the world to say, no, God, you could never use me in missions. You could never keep these promises through me. Don't you know my dad? Don't you know the wickedness? Don't you know the thing? I could never do this. But we will. It's God's plan. He wants to use us. He wants to involve us. He doesn't just go and get all of his glory while we sit by and watch. Regardless of Abram's background, God used him. I hope there's a strong message in there for us today. On any given moment, no matter how long you've been involved in church or in ministry, you might think to yourself, man, I am not qualified to do this. I have messed up so bad in my past. How could God ever use me? One of Satan's greatest ploys is to tell us that we're worthless and that God doesn't really love us. It's not true. There is hope. The Holy Spirit can work in us and through us. God can use us, not just make us new and make us whole with Jesus so we can sit on the sidelines while everybody else who, who's a little better than we are gets involved. No, we can go and we can get involved. And I'm glad this came out today. It's never going to come without difficulty. People went into hard places this summer. Went to the homeless shelter and went to, to the jail yesterday morning. And got snubbed. I didn't tell the ladies that, but I knew that was going to happen. Those people aren't real nice about their job down there. I've been in that jail a few times, and it's not, they're not, this isn't the Hallmark Channel. All right, it's not. It can be difficult. And it, it can be hard, and you heard of challenges. You're going to hear more challenges tonight that you face. Right? Raise your hand if you went on one of these opportunities, and everything was perfect. And you just smiled, and it was great. And everything went according to plan, and, and wow, wasn't this just wonderful? No, the trail's too wet. We can't clear the thing off. No, I want to do this. And there's always something that happens. There's always something that comes up. Oh, that kid is acting this way, and we have to spend all, oh, what are we going to do? All these dilemmas. That's the other encouragement is some of the people in here, are, are, they're running stuff. We're people at leadership level in ministries that are carrying these things out. And, and I, I'm glad that Joanne brought out some of the difficulties that come for leadership. Help that to inform your prayers for the servants and those who are leading uh, these ministries. It never comes without difficulty. Think about the way Abram's call plays out. He's called. 
Leave your family. Leave your country. Go to a different place I will show you. It doesn't come without difficulty. It comes with lots of failure and success and trial and temptation and worldliness. Lots of things go into that. We've been exposing those throughout as we've, as we've gone along. But what makes it any different? What's the victory? How does God get the glory? How does he respond? How does, what does he want from us? I hope today you're encouraged listening to these stories. I hope you're, you're saying, I want to I go. I want to get involved. What he wants from us is, is faith. Active obedience will always require faith. Abram is the first character in the Bible who is described as being apart from God and having something happen in him that brings him back, brings him into a connection with God. Genesis 15, 6 says, And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. That term is that righteousness was credited to Abram's account it brought him back into fellowship and relationship with the Lord. It's the only thing that changes all of Abram's successes and failures is faith. He believed what God told him. What God told him didn't make him perfect. If that's our standard, that all this person, if they're in ministry, should be perfect, we need to reduce our standard and go back to the Bible. We really do. If we hold others to standards that we can never keep ourselves, we're believing things about people that aren't biblical. These stories aren't in here to smear the great saints of old. They're to encourage us. We need faith. And so we must resolve, God, I believe in Jesus. He died for me. He was buried in a tomb. He rose from the dead. It's of first importance. I believe it. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I'm never going to accomplish anything in ministry, anything in my personal growth or development, any growth in discipline, any wisdom in the middle of a situation where I have to, to make a decision or, or intervene in a, in a problem. Never anything without believing that God can handle it. The minute we start to trust ourselves, we can't, we can't do it. We become self-reliant and we forget that God is there to help us and show us. A few years ago, our, there you go, uh, our elders uh, worked through the core of what our church is about. This is, I'm certain for most of you, not the first time you've seen this, but I wanted to end here today. We'll, we'll put it in, in, in park until tonight. Sacrificially worship, grow, and share together in a multi-generational church acknowledging the challenges of the Kenmore neighborhood requiring a wide variety of people who trust God's provision and serve through bold and inspirational faith. You saw today many generations involved in missions. I'm encouraged by that. Keep serving. Don't retire, retread. Heard that from one of our missionaries, retired. Love it. Keep serving, keep pushing, keep pressing. The different ages can encourage each other. Sacrifices in here. If you're a financial planner who isn't a Christian, looked at the way you do things. 
is sacrifice a part of it? Abram, he had to give when the, the, the culture of the world, or he didn't have to, but he gave when the culture of the world would have said, you don't have to do this. Would a, would a non-Christian financial planner look at our, our role or our books and say, what are you doing? Why would you spend that much? Why would you sacrifice that much when you could be doing that with this? Maybe we should give a little more than we think we should. Sacrifice is a part of mission. And maybe, it's, maybe I should go be a part of that when I don't think I have the time or the energy. It's not just money. It's our time. It's our energy. It's our heart. We can always find easier and, and more entertaining things to do. But God wants us to serve. I love how the last word of this is, is about faith, and it's just that connection to Abram. I hope that we will always be operating in faith. I tell people all the time, it's an adventure to be a part of God's Memorial Church. Part of that is because I never really know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never know what God's going to do. You never know who's going to show up. You never know what mood they're going to be in. You never know what you're going to have to handle. Uh, most days, I love it. Not every day, <laughs> but most days, I love it. You have to operate in faith because you don't know what's going to happen. Wednesday nights are going to start up again. We have to operate in faith. Every Sunday, I pray, God, I don't know what you're going to do tomorrow. I have to operate in faith. And I hope that personally, I hope corporately, that these principles, as we connect them to Abram and we see uh, the way that he works, I pray that it will be God who is the one who continues to spur who continues to inspire, who continues to encourage, who continues to empower and give us uh, strength, give us wisdom, give us the words when we just didn't think we had them. We heard about all of those things this morning. We just showed up. We didn't know what God was going to do, but he took uh, the willingness, he shaped it, trained it, prepared it, molded it, and used it. The promises are sure. We know the trial with difficulty will come, but be encouraged today, friends. God does want to involve us and use us. I hope today we'll uh, re-energize that as we shift into uh, our school year season here very, very shortly um, as a church, and I hope that God will continue to give us eyes to see what the Spirit is doing in our day-to-day -day lives as well.